Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and welcome to the Kids Stay in the Podcast, an exciting new podcast in which Gen Z and Gen X come together to talk movies. And I'm excited to bring you your hosts. Hello, I'm Isaac Altman. And I'm Caden Miller. And joining them this week are the writer of Thor and X-Men First Class, co-host of the 430 movie, and the showrunner of Dota Dragon's Blood, Ashley Edward Miller. Hello, and uh, I'm very excited to be here with our clones. <laughs> and I'm Mark A. Altman, showrunner of Pandora, writer and uh, producer of uh, 1982, Greatest Geek Year Ever, and uh, author of The 50-Year Mission, the best-selling oral history of Star Trek. And uh, guys... We're going to talk about our favorite subject today. Us. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> me. I love subject. me. <laughs> well, I think in, in order to um, be completely transparent, we should make it very clear to those who may not know that there's a reason you guys share the same last name. You are oh. indeed father and son. Yes. And, uh, you know, we will uh, rule the galaxy yeah. together. Wait, yeah. me and Caden or Ashley and Caden? <laughs> well, you and I don't have the same last. Unless there's something that, you know, we need to have a conversation about. <laughs> That's right. That's a <laughs> very right. awkward conversation I here think, on the podcast. I think, Caden, you ended up with a pretty cool dad. But if you could have any dad from the movies, who would it be? Any? um, Any movie well, probably dad? Probably not Darth Vader, so, yeah. What do you mean? He he showed his he showed his son how to you know how to take a hit, how to lose a hand, how to lose a hand with <laughs> how, grace, how to lose a hand. That's right. That, yeah, that I want to give you a hand, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, anybody else like Clark Griswold from the Vacation movies or um, any <laughs> other great dads? Uh, well, what about you, Isaac? Who would you who would you uh, putting Darth Vader aside? Who it's sort of sad that Darth Vader is the most legendary dad in the history of movies. Um, who 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 do you think would be a great movie dad to have? Well, there's so many great dads. There's Thanos. There's George Bluth. There's a, there's a ton of options to choose from. Michael development. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're, they're right. There's there's uh, there's uh, Corleone. There's Vito Corleone. Yeah. yeah okay. Better than yeah. Michael. As long as you're not Fredo, I think you guys are okay. So, uh, so the idea is, you know, a lot of dads and their sons, you know, they go to sports, they talk football, they talk baseball, they talk hockey, they talk curling. I don't know, but uh, for for us, I think it's all about the movies and pop culture that we enjoy together. Um, and so this show is going to be about celebrating uh, what we love, but also that generation gap. Because you are indeed the next generation. How maybe your interest in movies may be a little different than ours, or in some cases, surprisingly similar. And uh, to do that, we're going to do a deep dive into the Indiana Jones movies today. But before we do that, I want to get a sense of sort of the movies that you guys like. I guess on if it was a Netflix series, it would be the movies that made us. So Isaac, what are what are some of your favorite movies? Uh, well, there's a there's a very long list. I like to separate it via era and genre. There's things like The Roaring Twenties, uh, The Adventures of Robin Hood, uh, Sleeper, which I saw recently, Truman Show, Woody Allen. Good for you, kid. I approve. 
Tell us about the Roaring Twenties, because not everybody listening may know what that is. Uh, well, first off, if you want to hear from experts, you should listen to the 430 Movie Podcast under Gangster Week or Whoa. Warner Brothers Week. But, nice. uh, but for me, I recent I saw it a few months ago with uh, one of the hosts here. Spoilers, it's not Ashley. But, uh, <laughs> it's not your real dad! <laughs> But uh, me and my dad, Mark, saw it recently, and it was amazing. It really captured everything that was great about the classic gangster, from movies like Public Enemy to Little Caesar. And it was just a very fun ride. Well, for us, not for James Cagney. Yeah, yeah. And you became a real big James Cagney fan because of that movie, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, Public Enemy, Roaring Twenties, G-Men. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's interesting, too, that you know, I think the movie that got me into Humphrey Bogart was Casablanca. And you're not a huge fan of Casablanca, but you love Humphrey Bogart in his uh, his gangster movies like Petrified Forest. Uh, yeah, Petrified Forest, Wrong Twenties again, Key Largo, which was amazing, and uh, High Sierra. Yeah, oh yeah, was, with uh, a dog named Pard. Uh, and, it's, uh, and it's H-I-G-H Sierra, right? It's not like high comma Sierra? No, uh, no, no. Okay, no. cool, cool. Okay, well, Just I think I'm going to come back to you because those are some great movies from the 30s. Um, but before we get to some more recent films, I want to turn, I want to look over at Caden. Caden, what are some of the movies that have been big influences on you that, you know, are in your, if you were doing a letterbox to a posting, you know, your favorite, favorite, favorite films? Um, I feel like my, definitely my favorite film of all time has to be Jurassic Park. It's just definitely had the biggest influence on me. And I don't remember when I first watched it. Was I was I like four, I believe? Yes. Yeah, you, you showed about... him Jurassic Park at four years old. Dad. Oh, yeah. He burst into laughter because the uh, the T-Rex is uh, from the Cretaceous period, not the Jurassic. Like, he was just hurling shade at the film the whole time. It was fantastic. <laughs> He's calling it out for its, its mistakes. That's why right. it's not accurate. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Darren is your real dad. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Jurassic Park was was a, was a movie you loved. Now, for the people who haven't seen that movie, can you explain what it's about? No, I'm kidding. Everybody knows, <laughs> everybody knows what Jurassic Park okay. is about. All it's, two of the people who haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. They, believe me, anybody who hasn't seen Jurassic Park isn't listening to this show. So well, you see, I, when a mosquito and a tree love each other very much. <laughs> okay, so Jurassic Park, that's a big a big film for you, a big, a big turning point for you. What else what else Caden are some of the films that you uh you love? Uh I'd probably say some of the some of the more recent films I've watched that I really loved are uh Army of the Dead and uh Jaws and also sorry, <laughs> blanking. Um and yeah, and uh, Big Trouble in Little China has also been a big one as well. Mm, great. Jaws, I've never heard of it. That's a movie, <laughs> it's, about, um, yeah. it's about this guy. It's like, I think it's a sequel or a spinoff to The Spy Who Loved Me. Mm. Um, Isaac, I got to ask you a question because, you know, you like Caden, love Jaws, right? And you love films like The Matrix and Beverly Hills Cop. But what's so inter I find so interesting about your choices is you never want to watch the sequels. Like, I know you know they're terrible, but like, you, you know, I, I know when I would love the movie, I, I couldn't wait to see the sequels, even if I knew they were bad, right? 
I just wanted to see more. But you have really resisted knowing, you know, seeing like the Matrix Reloaded or Jaws 2 or 3 or 4. Can I ask you why? I'm just curious. Well, the main reason is, one, I know most of those are bad. And two, there are other movies to watch. So I'd rather watch new stuff that I actually like than wasting my time with something I don't think I would. Interesting. Okay. Because you still haven't even watched Superman 3 and 4 after you after Superman 2. You just and as much as you love Christopher Reeve, you have no interest in watching three and four. Oh, I have a huge interest in watching Superman four because I want to see how bad it is. But I, uh, I, I have a lot of other Superman stuff to catch up on. Why don't you throw out a few other movies that you're a fan of? Uh, well, there's uh, Star Wars, obviously. That's a big part of my childhood, and always big has part been. of your childhood. Okay, yes. when big I was part a- of I actually my childhood too. You yeah. Know? When I was a younger lad, Star Wars really spoke to me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, then there's The Godfather, Citizen Kane. Um, yes, it, you know, stuff that everyone says are the greatest movies of all time. And that reminds me, like, I, I, I heard what Mark was talking about uh, early, earlier on. How come you don't like Casablanca? I really loved that film when I watched it. For me, I saw Casablanca when I was too young and I I was too young when I saw it and I was really tired that night. And and I know when, if, when I eventually do rewatch it, I'll like it much more. And I just wasn't in the state to really be able to understand that movie. So I know once I see it again, I'll enjoy it very much. Although the movie about the Nazis that I'm really into is Confessions of a Nazi Spy, which uh, released in 1939 with Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> One day. <laughs> have you shown? Have you have you shown Caden Inglorious Bastards? No, he has not seen a frame of Tarantino. I don't believe yeah. Isaac hasn't either. Yeah, I not have. yet. No, you haven't seen any Tarantino, and you're not gonna. No, you know, and that that's I think going to be a great topic going forward yeah. on the show. He's like, when is the time to show your kids certain films? How do you decide? Because, you know, I've had conversations with a lot of people that say, how, how is it that your son is so into black and white movies and old movies? I can't even get my kid to watch the original Superman. That might as well be made in the 1900s, right? Like 19, you know, as a, and I, you know, and I'm like, I think what we did was very early on, we showed Isaac and his sister movies like Bringing a Baby, which is, in, you know, black and white and took them to like the new Beverly so that. You know, because I think once you've 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 grown up on just the diet of the Marvel movies, and God knows we love the Marvel movies, but there's Mostly. a pace and used to. you know to them that you become used to, and it's harder to watch films that are more deliberately paced. You know, and I think that was that really helped um, because you know now it's 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 you know when we're recording this, it's October, it's Halloween, and while Isaac is not as big a horror fan as you are, Caden. You know, we tend to watch a lot of the universal horror movies like Dracula and the Visible Man and uh, Frankenstein and Abbott and Costello. <laughs> Abbott and Costello, young Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah. Frankenstein. Now, now, I will say though that, Caden, your first film that you ever saw that I ever watched with you was, in fact, black and white. It was a monster movie. Oh, I know what it, it was. It had many sequels. Do you remember what it was? Uh, well, of course I do. It's Godzilla, obviously. 
<laughs> you showed him Godzilla, not Gojira. In fact, I did show him Gojira. It was, uh, and he was just a little fella, and mm. uh, you know, he he sat there, and it it uh, it 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 warped his brain forever. I think. Yeah. Um, you have a you've had a pretty long love affair with the Godzilla movies. Yeah, we like. I remember, like a few years ago, we just went on a whole streak of just like watching all of the older Godzilla films. The, really, Showa era and like the He Say. Yeah. So who's your favorite? Godzilla, Rodan, King Ghidra? Like, do you have a favorite of the of the the giant Kaju? Uh, I wouldn't say I really have a favorite of them. It's like, I I I like most of them. It's like, and I feel like it also kind of depends on what version that of your the of that you're using for them because mm. sometimes they're just done better in certain films. Yeah. Well, Isaac, you, you're not a kaiju guy. You're not somebody who's seen Godzilla. You haven't seen King Kong yet, which I know you want to see. Yeah, um, I I, uh, I started with Thomas. That was my first you movie. You started with Thomas. Thomas. That's right. So, the Great uh, Train movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before Narrow Margin and uh, Bullet Train. And throw uh, Mama from Thomas. the Train. <laughs> throw Mama Blue from Mountain the Train. Mystery. Blue Mountain Mystery. That was your first movie you ever saw in a theater. Yeah. And Blue Mountain Mystery. The and you still watch it from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, look, there's a film that Ashley and I saw when we were kids that had a huge effect on us. Of course, I'm talking about uh, the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. And for the sake of this podcast, we're not going to call it Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark because that's not the title of the movie. Yeah, we have class. Yeah, we have class. That's right. I thought you had class. But no, uh, they... they uh, like school in the summertime. And 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 so you know it was only later that they retitled it on the boxes and on the marketing materials to try and bring it in line with the other Indiana Jones movies. But it's not. It's not Indiana Jones. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. And what a great title that is. For nearly three thousand years, man has searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. The Ark, if it is there, Atanis, then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. It is desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me, and those who are evil. I tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let her go. No time if you still want the Ark. It has been loaded onto a truck for Cairo. Raiders of the Lost Ark. A film from Steven Spielberg and George Lucas.
the, um, uh, the first time that I saw Raiders, it was at a park. It was at night. And the person who was introducing it said, and now we have Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And the thing I remember most is dad turned to me and he said, it's not called Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's just Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Nobody A, B, C, or D. And it's funny because I really, that, you know, certain movies I really wrestle with, like, which I told you, you couldn't see at home. I have to, you have to see in a theater for the first time. Like The Godfather, we waited to see in a theater. Like there's certain films that are like seminal films. And I know, Ashley, you do this with Caden too, where like you won't show him a film because you're waiting until it plays in a theater. Like what's a good example of that? Um, Temple of Doom, actually, which mm. ties into the topic. We waited for so long to see that film. And then we just, we were, we just eventually gave up. And then I think like a year later, it finally showed in like the theater nearby for like the Indiana Jones rerun before the, uh, the newest film came out. Right. Yeah. So I want to talk, we'll, we'll get, we'll definitely get to Temple of Doom because I know it's a very divisive film. I'm anxious to hear what you guys have to say about it. Um, but I, I want to, getting back to Raiders of the Lost Ark, because I did feel like it was playing at one of these outdoor in the park during the summer, you know, on those temporary screens. And it was a good audience and everything, but it wasn't, you know, uh, Dolby Atmos, you know, state of the art theater or anything. So I wasn't sure if this was the right opportunity to show it to him or not. What was your, do you remember, Isaac, what you thought of Raiders when you first saw it? Uh, I remember I really enjoyed it. it yeah, I, I really liked it. And I don't think that it was a bad experience at all. I mean, I was kind of distracted because they put some gummies in my, uh, I think it was ice cream. And that annoyed me. But uh, <laughs> That's what I, you remember? Yeah. About Raiders, the gummy in your ice cream? Yeah, but uh, it was fine. I really enjoyed the movie, and I've seen it a lot of times since, and each time it gets better and better. Yeah, it is a movie you can watch again and again. It really lends itself to repeat value, doesn't it? Exactly. It's your classic 1930s serial adventure, but in the 70s. Totally. And what about or you? 80s. 80, 1980. Mm -hmm. what, what, what about you, um, Caden? What was... Um, tell us about the first time you saw Raiders. So... I remember, I remember the first time we saw it. It was at a big theater in L.A. I forget the name. The Arclight. Oh, yes, the Arclight. Um, and then... May it rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I just remember, like, going to sit down in the theater, and then as soon as we got to that scene where Indiana Jones just pulls out the gun and shoots that dude in the face, I just remember, like, laughing my butt off. It was hilarious. It was, it was just so great. I had such a great time. And you know the classic story about that, right? Yeah. When they filmed it, yeah. About how Harrison Ford had dysentery and was sick and didn't want to film the long scene where they had a big fight. So he said, what if I just shoot the guy? And that's what they did. And it's a great moment. And it just shows that they're very happy accidents on film sets. Like, you know, you Don't ever say dysentery and accident in the same sense. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, going back to that sword fight, I remember when we, one of the many times we've seen Temple of Doom and when they do the callback when Indy's going to shoot the two uh, cultists with the swords and he doesn't have his gun, I, uh, me and my, me and dad kind of had a discussion, like, if since Temple of Doom is a prequel, how did, like, how was that kind of his signature move? So 
that either means he's done it a ton of times or it's just an inconsistency. That's really funny. It's very meta because it's commenting on a movie rather than the reality of the film, right? It's so, you know, that's a really, that's actually a really, really good point. Um, Was there anything that uh, when you went to see Raiders Caden that you didn't like about it or was it just this magical experience? I don't think there was anything that I didn't like about it. I I think I definitely appreciate it a lot more than I did at that time, but there wasn't anything that I disliked about it. Mm. Now, we've seen it a few times in the theater now and obviously at, at home once or twice. How has your experience with the movie evolved as you have seen it again and again? I think every every single time I just go back to it, I just keep noticing more little things that just help me enjoy the film even more. It's like all those details that in like everything that just went into making it as well. Mm-hmm. I got to ask you, because I know when I was a kid, if I, and obviously things were different then because we didn't, we had, we, we didn't, we had covered wagons. We didn't have cart. No, we, we didn't, we didn't have streaming. We, you know, you would wait for things to come on TV. It was just the dawn of the home video era. But for me, like if I saw a movie I loved, I would run out and get the magazine or the making of book or try and learn everything I could about the the magazine, you know, about the movie. And that's where I learned that Raiders basically that he had done 1941 beforehand and had gone way over budget and that he was going to now, you know, part of doing Raiders was to prove that he could do it on, on a budget and stay on budget and on schedule. And he meticulously storyboarded the film and it came in under budget and under schedule and like all these things that were like, I thought really interesting um, that even though he had made these wildly successful movies, Jaws and Close Encounters, which I both loved, um, that 1941 almost torpedoed his career. Um, and Raiders was the thing that kind of saved it, which is pretty amazing. Do you guys, like, after you see a movie, sort of seek out information about that film to learn more? Or do you just care about the film itself? Well, it depends uh-huh. on how good the movie is. Mm. Exactly. And it also depends on what the movie is. Like, for example, I'm not going to go back to the behind the scenes of something like the public enemy because you know it's like there's i mean there might be a behind amazing behind the scenes story but there's like an epk for it yeah (laughs) but if uh but like something like star wars or the wizard of oz where it has a really interesting behind the scenes story then that's when i go deeper and deeper right interesting okay what about you caden uh i i have pretty much the same opinion about that like if 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 i see a movie that i really enjoy i like I want to learn more about it and just like see if there's anything that I missed with it that that I hope I could I hoped I could have seen I could have saw mm. at the uh, at the theater because well I just really enjoyed the film. Yeah, and then you guys um, obviously you both know obviously that Temple of Doom was a prequel, but it came out you know three years later. Do you feel we did the right thing showing you Raiders first and not Temple of Doom first? Okay. Uh, uh, yes. Well, anyone who shows someone the prequels first, I, uh, I, I'm, I pray pity for them. their, I <laughs> pity their, them, their yeah. soul. You're praying for their immortal soul. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, and always go release order and uh, whether it's Star Wars or whether it's Indiana Jones, always go release order. hundred percent. And we'll talk about Star Wars when we do that episode with the machete order versus the release order and. All that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that when we talk about Star Wars, which will be coming up in a future episode. Um, 
So you see, you both, you guys both saw Raiders. You loved it. Did you want to seek out other movies with Harrison Ford, Isaac? Uh, well, by the time I saw Indiana Jones, I had already seen Star Wars. So Indiana Jones was probably more of like, oh, I was seeing more Harrison Ford. It was what probably one of the reasons that drew me to Indiana Jones. But uh, I've seen a lot of Harrison Ford stuff recently. A few months ago, I, I saw the American Graffiti in a theater, which was amazing. And I've seen The Fugitive. But I don't think like because of Indiana Jones, I went to see more stuff with Harrison Ford. Right. What about you, Caden? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm of the same opinion. I like after seeing it, I really, I really didn't think about seeking out anything else with Harrison Ford. Obviously, now I've seen a couple more things with him in it, just like Star Wars, uh, Blade Runner, which I actually like. The more I think about Blade Runner, the more I like Blade Runner. Which, yeah. Usually, the way it works. Yeah. With that move, with that particular movie. So I got a question then for you. If um, with with uh. If you could only see movies by Spielberg or movies by George Lucas, which would it be, Caden? Now I'll ask Isaac the same question. I'll say, I'd probably say Spielberg. And Jurassic uh, Park is your favorite Spielberg movie, I assume, still. Yes. Okay, Isaac, what about you, Spielberg or Lucas? Well, I've told you this before, and I'll say it many times again, but besides Star Wars and to an extent, Indiana Jones, Lucas has really only done THX and American Graffiti. And as much as I love Star Wars, and it's my favorite franchise of all time, Spielberg has more variety in his movies. You've got Indiana Jones, E.T., Close Encounters. So I I think Spielberg, because it because he just has more than Lucas, and that's not always the more the better, but Lucas, it's like he has one sci-fi franchise. He has something about him growing up and his kind of memories and then his other things, the sci-fi movies. So he doesn't really have as much variety that draws you to Lucas mm -hmm. specifically. It's more specifically Star Wars that would bring you to Lucas. Right. This is really good. I really wish I had remembered to record it. Jam. But we'll have to start. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're recording. It's wonderful. Um, so other than Indy, do you have a favorite character in Raiders? Uh, well, it's not the Nazis. But, uh, <laughs> but okay, fair. Certainly not Hitler, but I uh, probably short round. Mm, short he's, round. He's always connected with me. It's, he's one of the reasons why I love Temple of Doom and why, I mean, while right now I prefer Raiders, it's short round was one of the reasons why I prefer, used to prefer Temple of Doom. Is that right? Because I knew, I knew you always preferred Temple of Doom. You now prefer Raiders? I yeah, I think I've, the more I've seen Raiders, the more I uh, think it's better than Temple of Doom. I kind of think Raiders is a perfect movie, Ashley. I mean, I don't, you know, in terms of there's not one scene that is flawed. The nope. story is completely, you know, there's, it, it, the economy of storytelling, the visual panache uh, that he brings to it. Um, I'm not saying it's they're not better movies, but I I kind of feel, and I've always felt this way ever since I saw it as a teenager, that it is is as close to a perfect movie as you can get. Oh, what yeah. do you That's think about that? I mean, it, it it's one of those films where you forget that you're watching it, and that is what makes it so rewatchable. The transitions are absolutely seamless. Um, Spielberg cuts that thing together and shoots it in such a way that, you know, you sit down to watch it and you suddenly wake up 
and India is pointing a bazooka at the Ark of the Covenant. And yeah. there you are, man. Like you're at the you're at the end of the movie, and the the transitions are just perfect. Truck, what truck? And then off to the races. Um, and then you find yourself in that third act. And hey, man, once the movie is over, the movie is over. It, it doesn't thing, have 38 endings. That's true. That's you know, top men. Top. They don't know what they've got there, but I know what I've got here. You know, um, the one thing that people used to be picky about. And now there'd probably be hundreds of thousands of YouTube videos about Raiders. It makes no sense. Is when he swims to the U-boat. People are like, well, how did he get to the island? Uh, and in the comic book, go ahead, Isaac. Well, yeah, in the comic book, but also there was a deleted scene with uh, Indy kind of just holding on to the top of the U-boat because uh, because to the periscope. He tied, yeah, exactly to the, the periscope. He, he um, uses the whip to tie himself to the periscope. Exactly. Yeah. So because submarines didn't completely didn't always completely submerge, especially back then in the 30s, because, you know, it was still a rather new technology. So they had to get he, air from someplace. You get a gold star, Isaac. I got to say, I am very impressed that you knew the answer to that. You, you, you impress me all the time, but that really impresses me. I'm, I'm, I, that you, you've earned your place on this podcast. So, um, <laughs> right. Caden, what, what about you? When you saw it, did this just strike you as a movie that's like, Kind of a perfect movie. Uh, I don't think it struck me as perfect, but I think it definitely struck me as a movie that I couldn't like keep my eyes off of. I always wanted to be like completely focused on it every single mm -hmm. time I watched it. Okay. It's like sitting at the edge of my seat watching all those scenes. It's funny. I've told this story before, Kate, but you know, back again, going back to when we were younger, where you didn't have everything at your fingertips and trailers weren't on YouTube. Um, I literally knew nothing about the movie other than Steven Spielberg had a new movie coming out they do with John, George Lucas, which I read about in Starlog magazine. But everything was so vague. All I knew was the title, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I thought it was about Noah's Ark uh, that because that's what it sent, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I thought they were going to try and find Noah's Ark, right, on Mount Ararat or wherever it's supposedly and um, I, it was so great to walk into Raiders. And I remember it so vividly all these years later. I literally knew nothing. I'd seen a couple of photos, but I knew he wore a hat and he carried a whip. And it was Harrison Ford from Star Wars. And going in to see that for the first time, I think that's part of what made it so amazing was I'd never seen anything like it. And I knew nothing about it going in. You know, same here. I thought it was actually short for Raiders of the Lost Archimedes. And then I realized putting Archimedes in an Indiana Jones film would just be insane. Who would do that? That would have to wait many decades. It was decades. such a such an such a, a high concept that they had to really figure out how to crack that Archimedes. Of its time, as it but we'll, we'll talk about let's talk about the sequels. So, Caden, at what point, A, did you know that there were sequels? And you mentioned that you were trying to hold off on seeing Temple of Doom, but you 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 couldn't wait, so you saw it. Tell us about the experience of seeing the second movie and what your response is, because of course that movie is so dramatically different from the first film. If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Doctor Jones found the Archie for me. He's going to deliver him now. Say, who is this nerd? Hachi! Put the gun away, Sonny. 
scientist. And what sort of research would you do on me? Nocturnal activities. What position I like to sleep in? Mating customs. So you're an authority in that area? Years of field work. Stuff. He told him to go forth and combat evil. And to help him, he gave him five sacred stones with magical properties. Magic rocks, fortune and glory. I'd sleep closer if I were you. For safety's sake. Dr. Jones, I'd be safer sleeping with a snake. Believe me, you will, Dr. Jones. You will become a true believer. I can't do it. You can do it. Really? We are going to die. Spielberg and George Lucas, Indiana Jones, and the Temple of Doom. Honestly, I I knew that there were sequels pretty much like right after I saw it, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I was very excited to see Temple of Doom because I just kept like talking about it. Oh, well, it's still not in theaters yet. We can't see it. It's still not in theaters yet. It's still not in theaters yet. <laughs> and then it was like, it's like, okay, I just want to watch the film. And then we uh we eventually watched it, and I feel like I Raiders of the Lost Ark is definitely I definitely say it's a better film, but I feel like I like Temple of Doom more. I get like mm. I feel like I enjoy myself a lot more with that film, even though it's very different. I think it's I think it also has the best opening scene out of every single Indiana Jones film as well. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. I love that opening scene. Isaac, what about you? What, 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 what was your response seeing Temple of Doom for the first time? And do you agree with Caden that the opening scene to Doom is the best of the opening scenes? I love the opening scene to Doom. I really do. But the Raiders opening scene with, with them going inside the temple and getting the golden idol is just perfect. How they don't show his face until he uses the whip and how he, how they see the different traps and how he gets through them. And then, of course, to the famous rolling boulder. And then, you know, the seeing Cepito die. So it's like, I love the Temple of Doom opening inside of Club Obi-Wan. But the Raiders opening is just, I think, is just better, in my opinion. Look, I, I think they're both. that I, I You convinced me, Isaac, I have to say. But I, I do think that it's, it's close because that oh, it's Spielberg, very close. Spielberg always wanted to do a musical, and you see what a facility he has with the musical form with that anything goes number at the beginning, and uh, you know that Nurhachi is such a small guy. I mean, all the way up until he says, "Nice try, Lao She," and slams <laughs> closes the door. door. Lao She air freight. It's so great. 
Well, that's I mean, the thing about that that film and and what Spielberg does kind of successfully is that he doesn't try to repeat what he does in Raiders of the Lost Ark in that opening in Temple of Doom. He does mm-hmm. something completely different. He does screwball comedy, and the gag that he's playing in the middle of that screwball comedy musical is hot potato. Mm-hmm. And he does hot just... potato, hot potato. Exactly. You say potato, I say potato. He does such a bravura job of playing all of that and keeping all of the little crises alive and reminding us who's in the story and kind of what they're after. Um, I, I think, um, look, it's 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 difficult to argue against the opening of Raiders, but it's also, I mean, it's 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 nearly impossible to look at that opening of Temple of Doom and go, you know, there is. I can, I can imagine five to ten minutes of a film that I would I would be more entertained by than mm. what I'm watching right now. Right, Isaac. I thought you were going to give it a demerit because, of course, it it prompted you to go on the Indiana Jones and the uh, Temple of the Forbidden Eye ride at Disney, which was one of the worst experiences of your life. So I thought maybe you'd <laughs> give it a demerit. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I I'm not a thrill ride person, so I I did not enjoy that ride. But I'm I'm glad I had the experience. But I'm never going on it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I am either. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, it's yeah, it's very difficult to compare the two. But I think the difference is that the best. I mean, the most iconic scene is the rolling boulder in Raiders. But I don't think it's the best scene in Raiders. But the opening in Temple of Doom is the best scene in Temple of Doom. Yeah, that's I, I totally agree with that, and um, that's it's a really good point. Uh, and obviously, both have great scores by um, John Williams. John Williams, um, and uh, it's just uh, is it, it, you know it's a great film that gets a bum rap. It's interesting because the first movie is really influenced by things like King Solomon's Mines and all these kind of um, classic uh, uh, serials. Whereas the second movie, the one with uh, Richard Chamberlain and Sharon no, Stone, no, no, right? no, okay, no. yeah. But in the second movie, you see the influence of, of films, particularly like Gunga Din, you know, which is like the British um, going up against the Indian thuggy cult, and um, uh, it definitely is that that influence of those type of films, which are very much out, out of vogue now. Um, and I think it's one of the reasons, along with the violence. You know, Indiana Jones literally has his heart wrenched from his uh, body that uh, that film is less popular because Spielberg has, has dismissed the movie as as one of his least favorite movies. He, he he is not a fan of Doom at all. And yet I think, you know, Doom is, you know, by far the best of the sequels. Oh, uh, I agree with that. Doom, I think, is definitely the it's better than Last Crusade. And it's a shame that there are only three uh, Indiana Jones movies. But yeah, it's definitely way darker, a, a part of that, you know, being Spielberg and Lucas both going through divorces at the time. But it's like, yeah, Indy beats a child. There's it's it's pretty dark. Did you say dark. he eats a child? Beats. Oh, OK. Because you know what? Eating a child would also be dark. And but, you know, they're delicious. That's another scene that's pretty spectacular. The the the. um. The, the minecart chase at the end. Yes. 
I mean, it's a combination yeah. of miniature For a work. For second, I thought you were going to say the one where he eats the child, but I don't really remember that one very well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the mine card, the cu the cutting of the bridge is amazing. Amazing set piece, yeah. but uh, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because I think we're in the minority. Most people love uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Some people even like it more than the first movie, which is nuts. So uh, tell me, Caden, what um, what was your response? Because it sounds like you're in the same mind car as us and thinking that Temple of Doom is the second best of the sequels, is the second best sequel prequel. But um, what was your response to Last Crusade? I really, really like Last Crusade. I just don't think it's as good as Temple of Doom or uh, definitely not as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're about to complete a great quest. The Holy Grail, Dr. Jones. Oh, rats. <laughs> this is it. Look, the shield is the second marker. We found it. Indiana Jones is on the quest of a lifetime. <laughs> but for some adventures, one Jones is not enough. Dad? Junior? Don't call me that, please. Follow me! I know the way! Ah! A race across three continents. And in this sort of race, there's no silver medal for finishing second. Hang on, Dad! We're going in! Into the homeland of the enemy. Nazis. I hate these guys. Our situation has not improved. It is search for the Holy Grail. How dare you kiss me? Are you crazy? Don't go between them! Go between them! Are you crazy? Where's my father? In the belly of that steel beast. Dad! Junior! archaeology the quest for the grail is not archaeology it's a race against evil germany has declared war on the jones boys those people are trying to kill us i know dad it's a new experience for me happens to me all the time indiana jones and the last crusade have the adventure of your life Keeping up with the Joneses. I think mm. and one of the main I, one of the main problems I have with it is just that the villain is just not memorable. Like it, as which is like the complete opposite of Temple of Doom, where like you you, you literally can't forget the villain in that film because he rips a dude's heart out and sacrifices him into molten lava. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point because as much as we love. Uh... Uh, Julian Glover as the Adat commander in The Empire Strikes Back and the villain in um, Fear Is Only. He just is not a memorable villain in uh, in, in in Last Crusade. Isaac, what, what was your response when you saw Last Crusade? Uh, well, I mean, I, I do like Last Crusade. I think it's a bit of a downgrade, but I still do enjoy it. It's got It tells a better origin of Harrison Ford than Solo Star Wars Story did. But... Uh, I, I enjoyed that. And a lot shorter time. Yeah. I uh, I like the opening. It's it's a good opening. It's not as good as the first two. 
I do like anytime they beat Nazis, it's always a joy. Sean Connery is amazing in that movie. He is perfect for Indy's father, especially because and of 48 it. when he made that film. <laughs> that is so crazy that he was 48 years old. Young. That's younger than Ashley and I when he played Indiana Jones's dad. That's just nuts. <laughs> I mean, yes. and he looks like yeah. he's in his 60s. Are you sure but, he was 48 when he made that? Yep. Wow. Yeah, but, wow. you know. Because it made me so angry when I found out. <laughs> oh, yeah, because but I also guess it made me happy made, at the same time. No, but wasn't he in his 50s when he made um, Never Say Never Again in 83? No, he's just, he's just always looked that old. He's like Ian <sighs> McKellen. He's going to look, you know, he, he was just born to look a certain age once he matured. Wow. That's crazy. That is Isn't really crazy. Yeah. And yeah. it's an, another great score, obviously, from John Williams, isn't it? And um, and 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 just such a great relationship. Well, we should talk about the whole relationship between the dad and the son, because obviously that's at the heart of this show, The Kid Stays in the Podcast. Um, what what did you think of it? Because all of a sudden you you see, you know, that Indy and his father, who he's a little bit estranged from, but a lot of hit the qualities that he has and his curiosity and his adventurousness come from his dad. You know, what was your feelings about that relationship in the picture, Isaac? Uh, well, I think uh, it makes a lot of sense that Indy has daddy issues. I think it fits with his character. And I think they do have amazing chemistry and a good relationship, especially, you know, the James Bond influences on Indiana Jones. But it's like one of my favorite scenes is when uh, Sean Connery uh, destroys the wing of the plane with the gun. And he says, they they got us, Indy. And then they crash. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but then uh, there's the really heartfelt scenes like when Sean Connery, like when uh, Henry Sr. thinks that Indy is dead. But then he comes back and, you know, he's you know, like it really shows that he does care for his son, even though he might not always act like it. Mm. What about you, Caden? What was your take on the relationship between Sean and Harrison, Henry, uh, Henry Jones Jr. and Henry Jones? Uh, I think that it is definitely the best part of that film. And it is kind of what makes that film. I think it's the main reason why a lot of people like really like that film, like more than Temple of Doom, because like they just have great chemistry and they like make every single scene way more enjoyable because of just like all the little interactions that you see between the two of them. By the way, guys, listening to you, I realized at the top of the show, we didn't talk about this, but I think it's really important that we do. You guys haven't told us how old you are. Oh, yeah. So I just want to make sure we we let our audience know. Caden, how, how old are you? I am 14. 14. Isaac? Not getting any younger. <laughs> uh, I'm 14. Yeah, and Ashley and I are both 29. So... Yeah. um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so we talk about the three great Indiana Jones films. These are all four and three and a half star movies, obviously, to all of us. Um, it's like, but they did make two movies after that. What really? Um, I know that. Yeah, I thought, I thought they only made Young Indiana Jones Adventures, and that was it. You no. know, it. it <laughs> so, Caden, do you remember when we saw Last Crusade? I informed you that there was another film. And I and I said, I believe, I wasn't going to subject you to it. Do you remember what you said to me? Yes, I do. I remember that I said, 
I just want to know how they mess it up. It's it's like it's just it, it's not a hard formula to mess up. It's Indiana Jones go on adventure. He finds something and he fight bad guy. It is <laughs> not need to throw in aliens and surviving a nuclear bomb in a refrigerator. Oh well, technically they're <laughs> interdimensional beings because that makes sense. <laughs> Isaac, it's so funny because you, uh, uh, as we talked about earlier. You know, don't don't like to watch bad sequels. So for the longest time, you rejected even seeing it, and then uh, you finally asked to watch it. When was that? Uh, I think the day before Dial of Destiny. The day yeah. before we went to see wow. Dial of Destiny. Um, I uh, I've it's God. That's a one two uh, donkey punch. It's it's a mess. They made it too late, and it's like I, I've it's like I'm of the opinion that Indiana Jones like. It's it's far more James Bond than it is Star Wars. So I don't think Indiana Jones necessarily should have just been a trilogy like Star Wars. I think it should have been more like James Bond, and they should have continued just telling more Indiana Jones stories after Last Crusade. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's so many artifacts out there that they could, you know, talk about, but that they could have explored. But you know, they never did, and then they came back for Indiana Jones four. And it's like uh, doing background research on Indiana Jones 4. It was interesting to learn that because it was taking place in the uh, in the 50s that Lucas wanted to kind of go more into science fiction because the last Indiana Jones films took place in the 30s and they were going off of 30s things like 30 adventure serials. And since in the 50s, there was really a lot of science fiction stuff like Day the Earth Stood Still. That they wanted to make, that he wanted to make it more science fictional, but it didn't work. What a, what a, you know, it's such a great point because the whole Red Scare, making the Russians the villains, all that was really smart. And I was with that movie for a little while. I think the beginning is really good. The beginning is um, good. The beginning is good. But, that's but it. then it so quickly falls apart because I think one of the things I loved about Raiders was how real it felt. And, you know, we start to see, you know the ubiquity of CGI really creep in here. You know with the the monkeys and and uh, uh, you know there, there's a set piece where they're fighting like zombie warriors, which looks like a bad set. You know where they didn't go to the location. Um, zombie warriors who literally had nothing to do but sit around and wait for somebody to walk in. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lucas has always been more about like exploring like the technology of films rather than making films. It's a lot of reason why he waited to do the prequels. And it's like, it's not because he doesn't, you know, like making movies, but he's always been more on the technological side of making movies. And that's probably, and that's why they went more of a CGI route. See, my counterpoint is then explain American graffiti. There's a, a director who I think just sort of got you know, caught up in the unrelenting fabulousness of process, but neither here nor there. So one of the things that we look at as a as a hallmark of these podcasts is we celebrate the love. Now, we are diving into some material that I think we can all very honestly say we don't like as much. But are there things about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that you guys look at and you go, you know what, I can appreciate that? Like, or that was a good moment, or that was a good component of it. Legend says that a crystal skull was stolen from a mythical lost city in the Amazon, supposedly built out of solid gold, guarded by the living dead. Whoever returns the skull to the city temple 
will be given control over its power. You will help us find it. A simple yes will do. Well, we will do this old-fashioned way. Put your hands down, will you? You're embarrassing us. I feel like there's definitely an idea there with Indiana Jones and his son, who I can't remember the name of because I Mutt 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 Williams because <laughs> it's the dog's name. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, and then yeah, yeah, but there's definitely an idea there, and just like connecting that back to Last Crusade. But I feel like it just like as soon as like the big reveal happens, it just starts not working. In my opinion. But like mm-hmm. before that, like I could, you can like kind of see where they're going with it and that kind of thing. Yeah. What about you, Isaac? Is there something about um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that you 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 did like that you you would go to bat for? Uh, yes, there are in fact multiple things uh, that are good about the Crystal Skull, which is not something I thought I would say. But uh, <laughs> the first two things is I do like the opening. I like the I like that. They kind of show where th- that the arc, you know, uh, when the crater op- when the crate opens up. The only complaint I do have about that is that now we know where the uh, lost arc was sh- was stored, and that kind of ruins the mystery of the Ender Raiders. But uh, for the actual good stuff, I like when they crash into Marcus Brody's statue, and uh, Mud is like like he's so happy they got away from the Russians but Indy is just not happy about that because that was his friend and he's gone and that was you know important to him and I do like how they bring back Marion uh, she was the best love interest that Indy had and she was always a great character and I'm glad that they did end up together until that was ruined but uh, it was <laughs> But uh, there are tiny things that I do like. I don't like the overall story, but there are like there are the tiny things that I do enjoy. Okay, so I, I imagine based on all this, you guys were very excited that there was going to be a new Indiana Jones film this summer. Just came out on home video, The Dial of Destiny. In that case, what are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter. Dad told me you found something on a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? Don't move. We need to get out of here. 
sorry. Dr. Jones, get him. Hitler made mistakes, and with this, I will correct them all. You stole it. Then you stole it. And then I stole it. It's called capitalism. This way! Fasten your seatbelt. There might be some turbulence. You've taken your chances, made your mistakes, and now a final triumph. Indiana Jones. A few times in my life I've seen things. I've been tortured with voodoo. I've been shot nine times, including once by your father. Ah, sorry. But I've been looking for this all my life. Um, and you know, as Ashley said, this is a show largely about celebrating the love of movies. Um, but what was your celebrate just like the Ewoks? Uh, uh, Kate, what was your first response to um, watching Dial of Destiny? Uh, well, after watching Dial of Destiny and um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in the uh, in the same as the same film, (laughs) uh, I thought it was okay. I thought I, I don't think it was that it was I feel like it could have done some things better, uh, mainly with like uh the Bill and Ted's excellent adventure part of it, but like I but I feel like it did it didn't really do anything wrong, I would say. Other than the Bill and Ted's Super excellent wrong. adventure. And when you <laughs> say that, that, you're talking like, about the whole like, third act where they go back in time and meet Archimedes. Archimedes. <laughs> hey, I'm Archimedes, and I made this dial that will get you, send you back in time to see me bring some pizza. <laughs> but you say there's there was something else about it, Katie. What was that? We stepped on. Did you did you lose it? I lost it. Okay, that's all right. Okay, we're gonna come back to you. So Isaac, what was your response? I know you were excited about seeing your first Indiana Jones movie first run in the theater. You know, we've been seeing the trailers now for a while, and we went, you know, opening day, I believe. So, what what was your response when you went to see Dial of Destiny? Uh, like Crystal Skull, there were a lot of little things I liked, and um, Dial of Destiny did something that I never thought Indiana Jones would do, and it broke the trend of each movie gets progressively worse. It's better than Crystal Skull, but worse than Last Crusade, in my opinion. But I do really enjoy the first hour. I like the beginning. It felt like classic Indiana Jones. The CGI is iffy, but it's not horrible. It's gotten better. But I I did really enjoy the beginning. I uh, thought Toby Jones was really good in his role. I thought Sala was amazing. And I did like how much it kind of went into history. I like how it talked about, you know, how Nazi scientists were recruited after uh, World War II to work on, to work with the U.S. during the space race. And I thought that was a good way to kind of return, to bring uh, back the Nazis as the villains. I liked how it it felt like the 60s. Um, 
in the beginning when Indy's living all alone, it seems like what Harrison Ford would do. Harrison Ford just seems like a grumpy man who would just sit alone yelling at the kids who were... Uh, but uh, I did enjoy... Uh, I did enjoy Sala a lot. I thought I was happy to see him back. Uh, yeah, And I thought they killed off Mutt in a pretty clever way with Vietnam and how they were uh, bringing Vietnam into what was going on. Yeah, I want to go back to you. That's thank you, Isaac. I, 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 that was pretty much my my feelings as well. Um, Caden, you have some very, I think, uh, strong thoughts about why that movie doesn't work. Um, in your opinion, can you tell us? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sorry, my my brain is like it's trying to brain right now, but it, it just it just doesn't want to do that all the time. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's okay. You know, sometimes the brain doesn't brain. Brain, brain. What is brain? See, neither of you have seen that Plan 9 from Outer Space, but That's right, we'll do should. Ed Woodweek uh, one time on the Kids Day in the podcast. Um, but, uh, but you know, is there a future for Indiana Jones, Caden? I mean, because, of course, um, there was the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. There was talk on Disney Plus of a TV show. You know, uh, obviously, financially, it did not do well, partially because it costs so much. Um do you think there's a future for this character or does it, you know, is it done at this point? I mean, it depends on how it's done for like a complete, I'd say for like a complete live action, Indiana Jones, like big motion picture film. I don't think there's anything left for that. Like what can you do with the character at this point? And However, I, I, I like my idea is that it could be like, I feel like what would be interesting is to make like one of those little Lego short films, like you know that the Lego does sometimes with mm -hmm. characters. They could totally do. There's totally something there with that. With like just like having like having them make like a Lego film about Indiana Jones, where he just goes to find another artifact. Yeah, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, he goes uh, to, <laughs> to find the lost that, Millennium uh, Falcon. That actually did happen in, I think, Star Wars Tales issue 19 a few years, uh, which was before Disney bought Star Wars, where uh, Indy finds this crashed uh, spaceship with this mysterious smuggler, and there are rumors of this hairy beast roaming around protecting the ship, and it's revealed to be Chewbacca, and Indy finds uh, Han Solo's skeleton body. It's not canon to Star Wars, but... Uh, really <laughs> <laughs> that is wild that's wild my gosh so uh but, but i gotta tell you there's so much more we can unpack on star wars you guys have such an interesting perspective on it but i think uh we'll save that for when we do uh star wars uh on the show and of course i know some of the other franchises we're talking about visiting in the coming episodes are batman and and star wars that's a one and uh, uh, Marvel and DC and a lot of a lot of great things to come. And I'm looking forward to having those discussions because I got to say, I've learned a lot today on this show from both you? of you. Yeah, me. Yes, me. I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he already knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I hope you you you've you've learned a lot, and maybe how you know best ways to watch um, some uh, some movies and TV with with your family. Um, you know, we're lucky to both have two big movie lovers in our family, and uh, uh, you know, I think it's uh, a real great opportunity for some fun father and son time. And certainly, watching the Indiana, Indiana Jones films is a great way uh, to spend some great 
times with your 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 son or daughter. Um, but uh, this is an exciting new podcast, and we're going to be back this fall with all new episodes of the Kids Days in the Podcast. If you have uh, some thoughts about it, please don't hesitate to reach out to us um, uh, at uh, TrexpertsPlus at gmail.com. And please rate us five stars wherever you listen to uh, the podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to returning with some all new episodes in the coming months. So uh, what are you most excited about uh, doing uh, coming up, uh, uh, Caden? Uh, I'm just excited about, I'd honestly like, I'd honestly say Marvel because that's a, that's a lot of films. And I feel like, I feel like it'll be interesting to kind of cover the, the entirety of the MCU and like, one episode pretty much well who knows that could be a two Oof. or three yeah. part that, yeah. that could be multiple yeah but the multiverse also, but i'm so excited about doing that one. What, what about you isaac what are you what are you most looking forward to in the coming coming episodes probably batman because that's probably going to be the episode where we're the most at each other's throats because i know how much Kate and ashley love the keaton movies and how me and uh my dad aren't necessarily big fans of those, so I'm excited to see how that's going to go <laughs> Very astute observation, young man. And uh, uh, yeah, so this is exciting. Of course, if you want to listen to Ashley and I, you can find us hanging around the 430 movie and Inglorious Trexperts, where we talk about all things Trex. And me and Caden are out there somewhere. You're out there. there so we're there. looking out for the rest of us. That's right. There's a map with a like airplane going across it. following. Right. You can find them there. But uh, so good. I think this was a successful first show, guys. What do you think? Thumbs up? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it was well, pretty good. Yeah. We'll have to decide if we're going to add video games and toys or we're going to stick with just movies and TV. We'll use the force. Once we run out of ideas. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, and, and then, meanwhile, Mark, we need to, there is something that we need to figure out. We might not um, be able to figure it out today, but we will. And that is this. Um, and maybe we should just just say this. Insert outro catchphrase here. Yeah, I don't know what that's gonna be, but I wanna I wanna I wanna thank everyone for joining us for the inaugural episode of the Kids Day in the Podcast on behalf of myself, Mark A. Altman, Ashley Edward Miller, Caden Miller, and Isaac Altman. Why am I last? I say how it is. Keep oh on picking. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> I don't know. We need it. We need, maybe you guys can help us come up with a an outro. Come on, what's an outro? Keep on watching the skies. Nope, that's not good. Where's Ruddy? Where's um uh, make us an offer we can't refuse? Nope, can't. No, nope, nope. come on, guys. We need. We we got to end the show. It's time to go. We are okay. no longer in the picture. <laughs> oh wait, that, that's, that's, just, sad. Yeah, that's right. Like okay. That's just, that's just sad. So now. <laughs> We're out of the picture. You're not we'll staying be... in the picture anymore. It's Are you still blurry. here? Go home. It's like <laughs> go the, home. The, go away. <laughs> it's like the magic eight ball. The future is hazy. Um, yeah, Leaper go home. will jump out of your car screens and attack you. I think we're done here. <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Kids Stay in the Podcast. Bye.